You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Friends, after a short holiday break, the Girly Mags team has returned. We are so stoked to take you back in time to December 1993 with an incredible issue of YM Magazine. We'll be tackling sluts, <laughs> cults, and pretty much everything in between, except that article <laughs> on a reader. <laughs> no, we're tackling any sluts. Slut him. Sluts and cults and pretty much everything in between, except the article on a reader sleeping with another woman, which was violently ripped out of the magazine by its previous owner. So if you're out there and you have that article, please send it to us. <laughs> As of our last ep, my new name is D. Mary Kate Olson, and, <laughs> and I recently rewatched uh, "Can't Hardly Wait" on Netflix. Mm. Ooh, yeah, that's up there now. Yeah, I can't. T- I can't tell if it's aged really badly or if it's actually like a pretty nuanced take on sexual aggression in teenage boys. But after watching it, I immediately started storyboarding a sequel where Jenna Elfman's stripper angel takes Jennifer Love Hewitt under her wing and they embark on a career where they become stripper angels together (laughs) but are secretly undercover assassins. I have a sequel (laughs) where Seth Green... All the kids are now into rap and dress like him, and he's like, "Yeah, in your face, <laughs> stripper angel." You just sounds me like, like shit. Sounds like a blockbuster. A good, a good movie with like there should have like twelve sequels to it. Stripper angels ten. Stripper angels twenty six. It could be like that Bond. Type of time. <laughs> he's he's referring to how pornography has like a lot. No, of No, I know, but like twenty six. Like, who's gonna watch all of those? <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, sex. What sells. else could they be possibly doing? <laughs> what are all the storylines? I story think it's lines? funny that they have like. Backdoor skanks like twenty four, and it's like you guys couldn't have thought of another title. This backdoor skank I intellectual agree. property is so hot. The brand name is Trademark, so good. Trademark. Yeah. Porn is so porn is so specialized that way though. Like you have to know what you're getting into. Like I don't want I don't want backdoor skank. Backdoor we'll, skank. We'll get to that later. We will get to that. We're gonna get to that later uh, because there's not really much of a difference. Have you heard about the backdoor skanks one reboot? Oh, it's gonna be great. Um, okay, so. So for my intro, I'm going to do a bit of a grilly mag libs. So could somebody please give me a plural noun? Shits. <laughs> what does uh, noun mean? <laughs> okay, person, place, or thing. I need a noun. It's a person, he place. He said shits. I got that. I need another noun, person, place, or thing. Plural. Let's tr- just a noun and let's Los try Angeles. to be creative. Dildos. <laughs> I like both of those combined. <laughs> okay. Dildo. I love Mad Libs. Uh, and uh, I need a verb, which is an action word. <laughs> ending in ing. Slutting. Okay. <laughs> you are very problematic here. And I need a plural noun. Steve Harvey's. <laughs> I am really enjoying this. Okay. Uh, and just uh, two more. I need a website. www.heavensgate.com. <laughs> okay. Okay, and I need a plural noun. George okay. the Animal Steals. <laughs> is that a wrestler? He is a wrestler, yeah. yeah. Nah. Ho- uh, mean Gene Okerlunds. Why am I stuck on wrestling? <laughs> Waco. Plur- plural plural nouns. nouns, guys. Plural nouns. How about fucking balloons? <laughs> oh, okay, that's good. That's good. That's Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, not, I'm bad not at fucking English. balloons. Just balloons. <laughs> balloons. All right, so here's my intro, everyone. Hey, shits. 
It's Lauren Presky here, Los Angeles dildo extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back after a long break where I spend most of my time slutting Steve Harvey's <laughs> and going to my favorite website, heavensgate.com, <laughs> to research info for the book I'm writing titled Balloons, My Darkest Secrets. <laughs> I love that. I yeah, that was really good, actually. And I'd like also, as a separate one, to give a special shout-out to my buddy, Ian, who's a staunch supporter of our show and one of our only male listeners. Ian, Ian I hear you've got a fever, and the only prescription is girly mags. You better get that checked out. <laughs> Ian's got fucking balls of steel, being like the only guy in the universe that listens to girly mags. Give me a fucking break. So this is pretty appropriate here. My message to all you fucking incel cucks it's time to end that binge watch of the Big Bang Theory and take a break from all them YouTube unboxing videos featuring rejects from the Amazon.com tech department. Listen up. It's 2019, and we're out here respecting. It's Young Manischewitz, a.k.a. the Iraqi with the old Milwaukee, a.k.a. Timothy McOyvey, ready to pick up your podcast and take it to the movies. Shout out to Auntie Renee for the Glock Kosher Edibles in the shape of Simon Wiesenthal. And shout out to my plug for the free Q, who says that customer appreciation is dead, y'all. Respect to all, and a happy new year. I hope I smile more and smoke a lot more weed in 19 than I did in 18. Let's get it. You know what the fuck going on? Woo, woo, woo! That was your best intro, I think, ever. Hey that guys, was great. It's uh, James, a.k.a. Marilyn Mansplain, and oh my God, we have saved this story for you. The most fucked up thing happened to us. <laughs> We went to L.A. Uh, uh, during the break. Beaches, sunshine, Lindsay Lohan. But that's <laughs> not the story. <laughs> Nothing to do with the story, okay? We get back. This is last Friday this happened to us. We've been holding it close to our chest ever since. <laughs> I'm very so excited. it's late at night. Uh, it's really cold. So we decide to take an Uber from work, uh, which is on the east end to the west end, which is where we live. And uh, we get Frosty we get, we get an Uber. It's a Camry. By the way, Camrys have gotten really nice. Have you seen them lately? It had like we got. It looked like a BMW sports car. It had red leather interior <laughs> and everything. It was really fucking awesome. Like I, I was a pimp, dude. When I was young, Camrys <laughs> were like old man cars. Anyway, that has nothing to do with the story. I just want to say how nice Camrys have gotten. Um, we're we're just riding in the Camry, uh, fantastic car, and um, <laughs> five we, cup holders. We get we get to our like we pull up near our street. And there's like a fire truck on like parked like right on the side street right next to our alley where we come in our door. I don't want to give too many details where we live. So a fire truck. And Andrew's like, oh, there's a fire truck here. I wonder what's going on. Something's always happening. And we get to our, we park across the alley, look down our alley. And there's like six uh, firemen and like eight cops in our alley next to our front door. There's a cop on a giant ladder. Like leading up to our window what? with a flashlight looking in our window. Holy shit. I know, we so haven't told sketch. you this story. Oh so we get out of I'm the car. I'm on the edge of my seat. Andrea almost like runs into, like a, a truck goes by Andrea's window. She almost opens the door to the truck. So I get out. I run up to like the group of cops. I think like the house is burnt down, but there's no fire or smoke. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And we will be back for the conclusion of this story right after this word from our sponsor. <laughs> I'm so excited right Dude, now. That's Dude. so crazy. I'm so happy. We have a sponsor. We have a sponsor. What a wonderful. The all new 2018 cameras. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome back to 2020 <laughs> on Curly <Man. laughs> I'm James Cajones, here with the thrilling conclusion to our story, Holidays and Strangers in the Night, is Keith Morrison. A new year, a familiar scene. A couple takes a warm ride home on a frigid night. Home is Parkdale, Toronto, an inner city neighborhood known to some as a cultural hub and nightlife destination, to others, a representation of the dark side of city living. (laughs) So anyways, we pull up in the Uber. I'm exhausted from work. There's a million firefighters, eight police officers, and the cop looking into the window with a flashlight. So I fling open the car door, and the Uber driver's like, watch out! And then this truck goes rushing past me. And I run up to the cops screaming, my cats are in there! And like, we live here. They're like, stop, stop. And like, we run up to the door and we think like... uh, I thought the house was on fire. I had no idea what to think. So I'm freaking out and I'm super dramatic. And then the cop gets off the ladder extremely slowly, by the way, I might add. And he's like, do you know this person? Yes, officers. There's something wrong. Have you seen this boy? And he shows me a picture and I'm like, no. And he's like, he's a missing person. And we've had two tips that he's in your house. And I'm like, he's in my house. And they're like, no, that he lives at this address. I'm like, he doesn't live in this address. But is he like, I was like freaking out. And he's like, we just want to go inside, take a look around. So I'm like, what the fuck? They come upstairs. Tibbs comes out. I'm like, there's the cat I was worried about. Um, And then he's like, does your roommate, who else lives here? Does your roommate have a boyfriend? And I was like, not to my knowledge. And then like my brain starts going all forensic files. And I'm like, did my roommate kill somebody when I was away in LA? And now my DNA is all over the apartment. Oh my God, I should get a fucking lawyer. Freaking out. And then they're like, uh, oh, your apartment's really nice. Yeah, they, like, they walk back like, wow, this what place, the fuck? This place what is keeps going on? on. This so place I, keeps on going, yeah. huh? And then they take my information after they decide that this missing person's not in our apartment. I had a near panic attack, so I drank like a whole giant magnum of wine to calm down afterwards. And slept with like three weapons near my bed. And then two days later, they found the guy and everything was fine. <laughs> oh my. You slept with three weapons to, next to your bed, like two guns and jeans. Yeah. Were they looking for Norm? No, they were looking for a missing person that was reported he at our found. address for some reason. What and the anyway, fuck? the guy was found, so everything was oh, fine. By the way, they called no. our roommate, the cops, and they're like, hey, we're looking for a missing person. He, they say he lives at your address, and Norm's like, nope, he doesn't live here. And he never told us about it. <laughs> like, the cops call him so often, that's just like a usual thing. Honestly, <gasps> no offense to the cops, but it shows you how fucking head-ass they are. Like, fucking coming here, they just come to like, the girly max headquarters. Sex in there? So they're looking for a missing person, and their first comment is, damn, this is a nice fucking place? <laughs> <laughs> That's problematic to me. Head-ass. I'm so glad, while you were telling that story, that I'd actually gotten a glimpse of both of your cats alive and well, because I thought <laughs> that's where we were going. <laughs> So anyways, all's well in the world. Back uh, in school, pumped on the new year, and friggin' stoked on girly mag. I'm so glad you guys are still alive. The, cop like, said, the first thing the cop said to me is, hold on, just so you know, I wasn't going to break into your place. Which sounds like something someone would say right before they broke into your place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cream of the crop. I rise to the top. I never eat a pig because a pig is a cop. All right. This month in history. This magazine is from December 1993. On December 2nd in 93, Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar was gunned down by police. Ooh. Same day, the Dow Jones hits a record 37 
0.02.11 and peaked on December 31st. Do you know how to number? 37.54.0. Is there a connection between Escobar and the market? No, but right now in January 2018, the Dow Jones hit 26,000 on January 17th. I have Don't no idea. Twenty six no zero zero zero. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, what Roe said. Anyway, the stock market's doing well, really well right now. Good news <laughs> for everyone with expendable income to invest in the stock market. Unfortunately, everyone at this table wasted all their money on astronomical rent, massive personal debt, and avocado toast. What's Elmer Fudd like? Astronomical rent. Astronomical rent. Astronomical rent. Fourth annual music. <laughs> Uh, Billboard oh, Awards. Both annual Bodyguard soundtrack one. I will Amazing. always love you by Whitney Houston. You don't even need to say who it's by. <laughs> oh, December 16th, Shannon Doherty was fired from Beverly Hills Now 210. Why? Is it because she was a biatch? Uh, she almost came to a fist fight with Jenny Garth during on set. And then all the co-stars got together and met and voted her off the show Survivor style. Holy Whoa. shit! Torches and everything. They all, <laughs> yeah, they had torches. Brenda, please don't shut me out like this. Kill you, Dylan, now. What more do you want? December 18, Omar Bongo is re-elected as president of Gabon. Omar Bongo! <laughs> he was a dictator, but his name is fun. Imagine if Omar Bongo listened to Oingo Boingo. <laughs> okay, this is weird. December 17th, Northern Exposure star Barry Corbin falls off his horse. <laughs> that was in the news. I looked it up. Like, was he paralyzed like Christopher Reeves? No. <laughs> I don't know. That's all the story He's I have. fell off the horse. Nothing in his Wikipedia about him falling off a horse. So Hopefully he got back on it. Barry Corbin? That's not his name. It's the Corbin is the guy from Sex and the City. Something Corbin. He played. Barry Corbin. Different Barry, different Corbin. <laughs> also, the guy in Sex and the City horse. is not called Barry Corbin. Oh, no. We'll get to this later. Um, <laughs> Sex and the City never fell off the horse. He stayed on the horse. In music. Uh, She's verse, the horse. For uh, uh, Lauren. Versus on December 4th by Pearl Jam was number one in the charts. Versus? Yeah. I love that album. Taken oh out later God. by Doggy Style by Snoop Doggy Dog and Music Box by Mariah Carey. Ooh, yeah. Wow. That had Hero on it, I think. Uh, yeah, it did. In movies, some of the best wide-release movies of all time came out in 93. Uh, most important, uh, What's Eating Back Gilbert Grape? Backdoor Slut. I fucking <laughs> hate that movie. I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. What's Eating Gilbert Grape introduced the world to the acting chops of Leonardo DiCaprio, though. He Ugh. had like a role Ugh. where everyone started movie. taking him seriously as an actor. Oh, my God. I just The whole thing actor. is making me uncomfortable. Next! <laughs> Philadelphia came Next! out. It showed the world the AIDS crisis ravaging the game. Actually, it, it showed that movie. Bruce Springsteen could have a comeback based on a popular movie. <laughs> All right, guys. This magazine is 26 years old almost to the day. Oh, God. That's oh how old God. this magazine we're doing right now. It's old enough to vote, drink, and if you wrap it in a warm towel, it's old enough to fuck. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> what? All right, we're going to play a little game. I love games. <laughs> uh, this game is called 26 and Me. Uh, <laughs> these are people who are either 26 in 1993 or are 26 now. Oh. All right, first one was 26 and 93. Jewish comedy director got his start writing for Gary Shandling. Nine, tw- tw- well, 26, 26 and then. 20, then? 26 and 93. Yeah. Wait, sorry. Are we guessing that that's true? Mary David. 
What is the game? <laughs> you're trying to guess who I'm naming. Oh, who, who you're I'm describing. Okay, okay, okay. This okay, person okay. was 26 in 1993. He's a Jewish comedy director who got his start writing for Gary Shandling. Jerry oh. Seinfeld. Oh, Norm Jewison. No. But he's not even Jewish. <laughs> What's his name? From Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry David. David. Larry David. Larry David was 26. No. <laughs> I don't know. Shut up, a towel. All right. This person was born in 1993. He uh, was born in 1993. He's 26 now. He was a solo contestant for the Brit British music competition, The X Factor, and was the first to quit his group and go solo. Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. Harry Chapin. One Direction. Zayn Malik. Oh, born in January Wasn't Zayn part of One Direction? Yeah, he was. He was the first one to leave. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, I should have known that. Uh, <laughs> this person was 26 in 93. God has started on Living Color and was most recently romantically linked to a star of Dawson's Creek. <gasps> oh, oh my God! Keenan Ivory Wayne. No! Oh, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> fuck! Uh, Damon Wayne. No! Uh, uh, no, he's with Katie Holmes. Marlon he's Wayne. With Katie Holmes. And, and he's a really hot couple. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Fox. 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 Finally. Yeah. All right, uh, this is an American basketball player who's 26 now, known as the Brown. Steve Nash. <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Davis. I'll Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Girly Mags fans. Put fucking right. Ian. Where were you on that basketball? <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Ian. Fuck. Some other people, 26 and 93. Anderson Cooper was 26 and 93. Will Ferrell, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Julia Roberts, Rip. Anna Nicole Smith, Rip. Pamela Anderson. Rip. They're all 51 now or if dead. you feel like crying. We're dead. All right. Another person. Last one. Actress has an age today and is the human embodiment of beauty considered by me. Currently dating an actor who had a blockbuster movie release this year and is 12 years younger than her. Julia Roberts. I already said her name. Uh, someone who's dating somebody who's 12 years younger than her. Who had who a blockbuster movie hot? this year. Blockbuster movie he this did. Year. He had a blockbuster movie last year, you mean. And they're a hot couple. Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet! Oh! <laughs> And that is December '93. That wasn't a hit. That movie. <laughs> <laughs> the pain, the terror, the torture, the humiliation. It's time for everybody's favorite girly mag segment. Say anything where your most mortifying moments are revealed. Ha, 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 ha. It's Halloween <laughs> in fucking January. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a particular doozy. If you like, if you, I mean, if you like me and you are anything like me and you've had the experiences that I've had, most of the embarrassing moments in life come at the expense of man's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> this one goes like this. While I was walking my dog, my neighbor, who happens to be gorgeous, pulled up in his expensive red sports car. It had Toyota Camry. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the fucking Camry. It's a beautiful piece of machinery. Fine American engineering. <laughs> it had started to rain, and he asked if I wanted a lift home. And that's L-I-F-T for anyone who wants to know. <laughs> 
I got in the car with my dog and sat back to enjoy the ride, praying that someone I knew would see me. A few minutes later, a foul odor filled the car. (laughs) I thought I was going to die when I turned around and I saw that my dog had pooped all over the white leather seat. White White leather. My dog puked in my dad's Toyota and it smelled like cheese whiz forever. Was it a a Camry? (laughs) It might have been a Camry. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta keep the cheese whiz on the high cupboards, people. Anyways, she or this person uh, seriously considered asking their parents if they could move out of state. (laughs) The bad ones, not just the county. That escalated. I mean, like, calm down. It's wipeable. You can wipe that off. (laughs) It's white leather and it's dog shit. It's just my dog. Like, it's not my. I didn't shit on you. I didn't shit in the backseat. I didn't shit on. I can. (laughs) If it's leather, you can wipe it off. Like, if it's like, but if it's suede, that's a little bit different. But you're not, you're not like humiliated about the car. You're humiliated about the gorgeous guy who's like not going to ever like take you seriously. Like the nose association is yeah. a very powerful thing. Uh, like, a person could be fucking personality, 100. Fucking looks, 100, you know? <laughs> the market is high. Like, I, have a, I have a friend, okay? Remain nameless. And they, like, work one-on-one with other people in, like, a counseling type of a situation. Not really counseling. It's more like fun. It's not as professional. Private, confidential, one-on-one, and discreet. So anyways, he has this, like, woman that comes to see him. And, like, whatever, he's chill. He's not going to do anything. But she's, like, happens to be gorgeous. And every time, you know, she comes in, he's just like, oh, my God. Like, that woman, blah, blah, blah. he has to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. Ro, are you talking about your guidance counselor again? <laughs> Does his job. Look, you're a fucking human, all right? Or you're not acting on your fucking... Sometimes you're in a professional situation and you see an attractive person and you make a mental note out of it. I don't think that that's... There's an, there, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. Anyways, so this one time, and she always brought her dog, right? She brought, she brings her dog, and the dog one time fucking farts like this crazy dog, dog, farts. dog, dog farts, 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 right? So you know bad. I mean? Dog uh. farts are way worse than dog shit. <laughs> yeah. And he, it just got to the point where like he must have been making some rad face or something like that because she was just like, oh. He farted. And like, <laughs> I bet. And then, like, he was, from then on, it was, like, almost impossible. He's like, I don't know what happened, man. I'm just, like, when she walks in, he doesn't get the same feeling. Wow. It's just chill. <laughs> that dog ruined. Maybe that's how men can learn to fucking control themselves. You just fucking. Bring a farty dog. Bring me a picture. <laughs> guys, Stink guys, bomb. listen up. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a fucking le- level up on life here. Come to me. Show me a picture of your crush and bring me, like, yeah, the essence of a dog fart. Or feed your dog some chocolate before you come over. No, don't like that. No, don't, don't do that. Don't that's a dog. <laughs> I'll fucking help you. Farts are, the like, the cousin of poop. How come mm, there are yeah. no pee farts? Nephew of poop. Oh, you, you mean queef. You mean, like, gas pee. Like, yeah, like, like a vapor. <laughs> He's talking about, like, a like vapor it, piss. Like, your pee, like, you get, like, a vapor of, like, That's a actually mister? true. No, like, you know how it's, like, it, at, like a, a fart is a sh- is shit particles in the air. So how come, they, yeah, like, how come no you don't have particles? pee, like, 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 pee farts? Pee farts. That's a, really, I, it's a great question. <laughs> My mind is blown. Let's ask a biologist. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think it because it has to do with something like through your digestive, you know, like your digestive system. Yeah, that you're digesting attract. food. How come there isn't digesting water? How come you don't like digest food water. with your wiener, basically? Is that, is that, is that what you want to know? Is That's that actually like my question, yeah. Your, your food turns into poop and farts. How come your drink doesn't turn into pee and pee farts? Definitely, that is the higher purpose <laughs> of why, of why this segment makes. existed, guys. That is the higher purpose, and we got to it. It's about pee farts. <laughs> My mom has a super old dog named Benny, and I would like to rent her out to anybody who wants a farty dog to like <laughs> take um, up like out into the world with them. Because you pick Benny up, and she's like a little accordion. <laughs> wow! I wonder if men would stop sexually harassing women if you had like a fucking dog that farted with you all the time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Who knew that it was just a, a dog's ass that could take Harvey Weinstein down? <laughs> if I'm on the street and I see like a woman and she's coming down the street and I'm like going like woo woo hey baby blah 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 and she comes up to me and she fucking shows me her dog's ass and fucking goes like fucking you'd be out of there I'm out and you'd probably never do that again to a woman a dog is a woman's best friend yeah dog farts for verbal harassment and dog teeth for anything else I actually once was in a crush or in a car with my crush or somebody that I just recently started dating and we were going on a little like day excursion day hike and he had his dog in the back and then I farted because I had a ton of hummus before we went in the car and then he was like oh my god I'm so sorry my dog sometimes gets gas and I was like yeah <laughs> whoa you that's <laughs> nice out nice you like, out were you like yeah he must have had Mediterranean food I would have <laughs> I would have actually been like nah that was me <laughs> <laughs> it was me When no one else would Who saved you When no one else could It was me So, YM has a section entitled, What Guys Think. I don't care! Which is not surprising, considering 90% of these magazines seem to be directed at modifying your behavior to get your crush or some shit. Who cares what guys think? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> in which they interviewed teenage males and record their responses on a variety of topics. This issue's pressing journalism question was entitled... Hold on, I can't read it because I'm rolling my eyes so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your eye fell out. (laughs) What's the difference between sexy and slutty? A.K.A. cum dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to read some of them. Hold on to your badge. Here's a couple of responses. Uh, What's the difference between sexy and slutty? How long it takes to pick a girl up. A slutty girl would sleep with you on the first date. Robert McNeil. Sexy Fuck leaves you, something Robert. to the imagination. Lack of self-respect is sleazy. Ugh. If she's with me or not, Jonathan Roy, the way she carries herself, a slutty girl dresses to get noticed. When you're sexy, you just are. But when you're sleazy, it's because you want to be. <sighs> and my one of my favorites. Personal fave. Peter O'Connell, slutty is sexy. sexy. Absolutely yeah. sexy. Way to go, Peter. Standing up. I'd fuck you on the first date, Peter. 
now here's where things get a little weird. Um, sexy is when there's mystery. Slutty is when a girl throws everything at a guy. Innis Cosby. So I looked it up. <laughs> Don't and do it. Don't do it. <laughs> son of Bill Cosby, who was murdered in 1997 what? in a son. robbery in L.A. Uh, I also Whoa. last night changed the Wikipedia page where it says son of American comedian Bill Cosby to son of American rapist Bill Cosby. Yeah. Oh, God's work, y'all. But anyways, yeah, I was like, Holy I, read, shit. I was like looking up everybody's names, but some of them are pretty common. So I couldn't find one of them is like a. It's the son that got killed in the when he was fixing his tire. I know and what someone, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, oh, I remember no. that. He had some problematic b- views on women. Not surprising, given you know Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But uh, there's he also, ah, uh, yeah. He said, slut, "Sexy is when there's mystery. Slutty is when a girl throws everything at a guy." Jesus Christ. So there's also a section here where there's a picture of Christina Applegate a la married Fucked children. up. I'm so angry about era, this. And it says, blonde bombshell, Christina Applegate, sex spot or serious slut? Okay. Serious. She played a slut. character called Kelly in Married with Children yeah. who was slept around a lot. Yeah. Don't say, is Christina Applegate sexy or a slut? She played a character Even called Even her Kelly. character. Yeah. Is her character yeah. a slut? Alex- that- Ask, no, that's terrible. But at least you are being. Say, yeah, but you're now. At least, it's okay to, to. It's not okay to call her a slut, but it's okay for us to call her the character she was playing a slut. Neither is okay. But don't all right, call just wanted her. to convoluting the character and the person. Exactly, like that yeah, makes that's it, fair. That's ten times worse. Even saying asking if Kelly's a slut is bad, but saying Christina Applegate is I think ten times. Generally, women who aren't actresses have this problem. Let's, yeah. So we don't have to worry about how actresses are dealing with it because they have money for therapy. Let's move on. Kelly well, can get it though. Let's just be <laughs> these facts. Uh, weirdly, the first recorded use of the word "slut" was in reference to a man. Um, like around the medieval era. In, around yeah, the medieval era. 1450, we'll say. But um, That is not even close to the medieval era. What? Yes, it is. 1400? You think you have one haircut, you know everything about the medieval <laughs> era? Yeah, does, does this we'll moment in history in Sorry, not medieval, not medieval. I mean, like, mid-century. No, it's kind of the end well, of the, the end of the medieval. Anyways, we're not, we're not here for the Girly Mags History Podcast, okay? Um, but mean. in... Uh, the first recorded use of it was in the Canterbury Tales, but it was refer- in referring to a man. Um, and then I was just thinking about like when these colloquial terms like male slut or man whore are used in popular culture, it's always used in like a joking manner. Yeah, for sure. And if you think about like the subplots and plots of every teen movie or TV show, it's like some horny teen guys trying to get laid or trick a girl into sleeping with him or dumping his slutty girlfriend to be with the girl next door or trying to take a girl's virginity like i don't know i was googling movies about teen sex and then i was like boolean search not porn i mm-hmm. don't want interpol at my door yeah uh, the band either. <laughs> i don't love the interpol at the my girl door. next door though is fairly convenient just saying on a uh, drive. yeah and then just like you know movies like I, I mean you can come like 10 of them off your head like kids american pie Euro trip, can't hardly wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single slasher film, yeah. and then like TV shows like Dawson's Creek, which was they slut shamed Jen, hardcore Emily hardcore Valentine and Valerie from Nine Hundred Two and Oh. I mean, yeah. there's like a million examples. Well, that- it's it's kind of like the idea of like the bad girl in media in books and television and film or whatever like the idea of the bad girl is so intrinsically linked to her sexuality and her sexual experience Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's not afforded in the same way to male characters like it's 
I don't know. It's just, I mean, I personally love the bad girl. Like, they're always my favorite character, um, like, regardless of where their badness is linked to. But it's just definitely something that I'm consciously, like, very conscious and aware of when Mm -hmm. I'm watching films like that. Yeah. Let's be real. This article didn't just list a bunch of, like, guys' opinions that weren't accurate. They also had a whole section where they talked about why girls are called slutty and guys aren't and why there's issues with it and how it's related to the fact that we're raised differently and that there's, there's, um, uh, it talks, it doesn't talk directly about, but it, it talks around it is that women quote unquote are raised to be like part of the feminine binary where they're, where they're supposed to be complicit and passive and not do anything. And men are raised in another fashion under the quote unquote masculine where they're supposed to be a certain way and not certain other ways. And that's mm-hmm. why. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and so much of men's ambition, they're raised like, by hook or crook, trick women into sleeping with them somehow, and they see women as their antagonists. Like, I want to sleep with you. You're trying to stop me, and this is a game I'm raised to play and do whatever I can. Yeah. And then as soon as I get it, you're valueless. Like, yeah. that is... The whole ambition is to get it and trick her whatever by whatever yes. you can do, and then then once you get it... Oh, you gave it to me? You fucking... You yeah, you slut. Up. Yeah. You yeah. Exactly. gave me exactly what I asked you to. I think with... when it, Like, going back to what Lauren was saying was that men end up threatened by... The, and what this, like, specific uh, part of this article talks about is that men end up threatened by women who don't dress and act a certain way or who seem to be more experienced than they are um and it places the onus on girls to change or police themselves instead of seeking to change the way we raise our boys and the lessons we teach them about not being a bunch of fucking mouth breathing hard-ons like to you know to d's point i think that what really wouldn't get written in a magazine like this is is the amount of responsibility the disproportionate amount of responsibility that women really have in this whole game it's like my dick, okay, excuse me for saying my dick again, editor, cut it out if you want, <laughs> but it's basically no, like a just one-trick fucking pony, right? It's like an arrow pointed directly to, like, its destination, right? That's what the symbol of man is, by the but, way. But, like, women have, like, all these arrows coming at them all the time, and you really, like, have to decide and really, like, decipher in a way that men just don't. Men just go for fucking everything, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of responsibility on women to do that. It's like also, except when I'm asking them out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> and they say to, no. <laughs> women have to try to be sexy, to put sexuality out there, but they have to there's this fine line between sexy and Not slutty too much. that yeah. apparently men define like yeah. arbitrarily. Correct. Yes. Also, I don't like and this is um this is an aspect of like slut shaming that um that's for me very obvious in that it is like all of these are pretty much assuming like all these responses in this article are pretty much assuming that the only reason women dress the way they do is for male attention and the male gaze, mm. which like completely dismisses self-identity and self-expression. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's right. like they're only doing it for attention. It's like, well, no, we're a little more complicated and nuanced than that. Well, oh, and we also forget the other pole that's between sexy and slutty at the opposite at this age is stiff. So you got to walk the line for men at this what? age. Remember when That's women who like, didn't put out were called stiff? No, that was like 1940s. Or uptight. That's like, if oh, you don't, frigid. If you don't frigid. You're frigid. 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 Yeah. Prude. So prude. there's the line prude. there. Prude. Prude. Between being a prude, a sexy, frigid, or sexy, and then slutty. Women think about that constantly when, they, when they're figuring out how to cross their legs or hold their legs. Yeah. 
like, yeah. probably like almost every day when you try to get dressed and shit in the summer. Well, well and yeah, depending on, on yeah, how right? revealing is too revealing. Yeah. Is this office appropriate? Can well, I go and to if school it's the in winter, this? you could. If you dress sl- sexy or slutty, you're gonna be frigid because it's cold. <laughs> all, all I have to do, all I have to do is, you know. <laughs> yeah. Also, I really kind of want to speak to this, like slut shaming as a function and cornerstone of rape culture because Mm -hmm. i think it's really important to discuss that and like how this mode of thinking save for the one guy who's like slutty is sexy you go um, peter yeah save for that um how this mode of thinking leads to the denigration and re-victimization of victims of sexual assault and rape and the underreporting of sex crimes in general like all of these responses are very much in line with like why you know victims of sexual assault are like what was she wearing was she mm-hmm. giving the wrong exactly. signals was she leading them on did she take the wrong route home at night like was she asking for it how was she asking for it it's like it's so <laughs> fucking it's so it's like it's so emblematic of rape culture it's a function of rape culture or rape culture is a function of that it's like it's all rolled into one and it's like so fucking damaging and like i just get I was just like on fire when I was doing yeah. research onto this on this article. Like it's insane. Well, and uh, uh, right here in our own city is when the police, the Toronto police, who are you know people that you would go to if you had been assaulted, Dying. suggested that Big women mistake. should avoid dressing like yeah. sluts as a precaution. That was at York assault. University, and this is what Ad led campaigns. to slut slut walks taking place across the world but particularly in north america which i think was really uh powerful and like sort of a catalyst as a precursor because this was in 2011 mm-hmm. to like talking about rape culture and me too sexual assault and harassment women's sexuality all of these things like i mean people had already been talking about that but that was ca- sort of a really big movement yeah at that time i don't want to give us a get out of jail free card or i don't want to give this magazine a get out of jail free card because what we deal with is somewhat dated material especially from the early 90s but we don't get a get out of jail free card for this because rape culture and like the dismantling of patriarchy and misogyny was already happening like far before this article like they have no excuse no this is just an yeah but but that and these guys don't have an excuse so it's like the fact that that there's no challenge here other than this one small piece in the corner that says why this might be problematic it doesn't even really address why it's problematic no it's not critical at all and when i was thinking about it what i was thinking about is like when people say something when they have a binary like sexy versus slutty they just assume that 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 binary is real and they're not critically thinking about why they think these things or who taught you this stuff and why there is an issue in it with it potentially and are you maybe putting a limitation on people these issues which this doesn't address is is like let's talk about how this is wrong and our families and our societies and our cultures are telling us how to think and just because they're telling us doesn't mean it's fact and that this one perspective, sorry, is fundamentally wrong because this belief is rooted in binaries and that's not fucking true. Dee and I were talking about this the other day. Guess what? There aren't just two options of like how the way people can be. Not all people with dicks are men. Not all people with vaginas are women. Not all people that look like men are men. Not yeah. And the same yeah. with women that present as women. You know, and this spans across cultures as well. And if we broaden the spectrum and allow people to express themselves in the multitude of ways that being a human allows us to, which means 
means we have sex or we don't have sex. And it doesn't fucking matter what you think. We let people be whole the way they're meant to be. And it doesn't fucking matter what you think. Even Peter O'Connell that says sluts are sexy. Yeah. yeah. That's wrong. Yeah, can we stop yeah. throwing a parade for Peter O'Connell? No, Peter is wrong. I don't think, I mean, if, if, it's true. If, no. If, like, slutty is sexy. I don't think he meant it the way we're selling no, it. No, he, I know. I he know. He didn't. He probably <laughs> thinks that Christina Applegate is a slut and he wants to bone her. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This is a problem. How about this huge thing on the side? It says, does it, they yeah. ask a bunch of guys, does it bother if your guy friends think your girlfriend is slutty? <laughs> and some yeah. guys are like, no, I don't care what they think. Yes, it should bother you <laughs> yeah. if your guy friends I know. behind your back are like, hey, your girlfriend's a slut. Yeah. The your one guy that, friends are assholes. <laughs> the one I took particular like issue with was this one guy, I think his name Emmett is Austin? Emmett, Emmett Austin. I fucking hate that guy. What a fucking winner. Um, yes, I can't. Yes, it does matter. I can't be with a girl I don't respect. Why do you have that link between how Ugh. you respect people and their perceived level of sluttiness? Like, no, but it's not even that. It's that's like, defined friend, by hey, your friend. Hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. It's what exactly. James interrupted me at. Exactly. It's like James and I are beautifully linked <laughs> by the cosmos and our consciousness is one. Uh, it's so true. But it's true. It's like, what his friends think? It's not even, it's like, of course, of course I care that my friends think my girl's slutty because I want to go out with someone who I respect. Yeah. There's no connection there. It's None like, whatsoever. what the fuck? Just taking your friend's word and yeah. fucking... Yeah. Like, well, and that's gospel. that's common, Ridiculous. especially as a teenager. You know, it's, I remember being this age and having... Being slut-shamed because I had sex fairly young, you know, like 15, and I enjoyed it. And yeah. I had... And I was like, well, the only way that I can have sex is to have a boyfriend, which is even another thing because once you have sex with them, if you break up, they tell people, yeah. or even if you don't sleep with them, if you're just dating someone and they, they don't get what they want, they'll still say that you did shit, you'll, you slept with them or whatever, and you yeah. get called a slut anyway. Like I can't even imagine what it'd be like growing up now in this era with online harassment and shit. It would have been a fucking nightmare, and I totally feel for kids out there now. I remember when the term slut started becoming like pretty informed for me and I was in high school so it was like you know informed by the fact that I was at a Catholic high school and how we were talking about promiscuous women and I remember having a very specific idea of what slut meant and it was an unclean woman that everybody fucks but nobody likes. Interesting because mm-hmm. unclean is and untidy are Ooh, fucking that's, definition. That's a really exactly. good. Yeah. That's a really the F's everybody so fucks mean. but nobody likes. Yeah, yeah it is so. me. And that was my idea of it. It was very much no one wants to be friends with that girl so don't be like that girl and obviously my opinion of and like my my idea of what slut means now is completely different but also what I mean what does that word even mean like does it actually mean anything it's this and I don't want to get into like the breakdown of language or whatever because I'll nerd out but like (laughs) the idea that it's just this word that actually for me doesn't mean anything but is so deeply imbued with meaning and power and for me, it like doesn't fucking mean anything. If you actually look at the etymology of the word, which I did, there is no known etymology of the word. It just talks about the history of how it was used. There's no historical understanding of where the word even came from or what it was tied to, how it means. I mean, it, it seems to be linked in, ma- in, in the men's mind this time about a woman who has sex who nobody likes that like you said like who has a, who's coming from a place of of hurt who gains self ideation from her sexual identity and men using their predatory behavior to take advantage of that and then afterwards not 
giving her what she wants, which is, you know, some self of some sense of self. Keep in mind, that's only yeah. one so it's all person that you're talking about. It's still because not all women that have sex. No, no, I'm talking about the men's definition of right. how they feel. Oh, of what right. a slut yeah. is, is okay. a woman who has a lack of self-respect Sorry. and mm-hmm. seeks to gain self-valuation from her sexual. You appeal. want this from me? You're disgusting. And I'm they like, yeah. and all they do is predatory behave towards her and then not give her what she seeks. So it's all based on male well, it, predatory yeah. behavior in their definition. And there's never yeah, been, yeah. there's never just been like, Hey, I like having sex. Yeah. Just like everybody else, you yeah. know, like it's, it's so tied to that and it still happens in your adult life. Yeah. It's yeah. sketch. It's also sketch religion. Really. It comes from yeah. sketch religion because yeah. Victorian yeah. values. It's a haters it's word. About it's a fucking it's haters about term. Fallen. It's like a haters term, a haters word. It comes from people who are jealous of like the pleasures in life and it's trying to control it, it's about other a loss people of control who are getting more than you. You're yeah. trying to control people who are doing better than you, getting more sex, getting whatever. <laughs> it's true. And it's fucking getting more sex. You invent a word and you do you invent a derogatory fucking personality type to, to attach it to something. And it's not, none of it's true. It's a fucking made up thing. It's made up by someone who's no smarter than your uncle fucking Saul. Yeah, Peter. Whatever, Saul <laughs> or whatever the fuck his name. I also just want to like, I wanted, to, this is kind of like in the work that I've been doing in, in breaking down my own like internalized misogyny and my internalized sexism. But like, how are we able to be critical of the deeply problematic sexualization of women and girls in media without resorting to slut shaming. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's something that I always get, it's a trap that I always get kind of caught in. Mm. And it's, and I'm, yeah. And I'm trying to unlearn unlearn it. it. I'm trying to unlearn that immediate reaction where I see like girls in the Eaton center walking around, they're wearing really short shorts. And it's like, my immediate reaction is, cover it up Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to unlearn that mode of thinking because it's not their fault Mm -hmm. that they're that they're dressing that way no but it's not even but it's not it's your fault that you think that way no but they might be enlightened they might be next level thinking something that you don't even realize like i'm taking this back this is my fucking shit Nobody. I don't oh, want I own that. anybody I own that. to say I own that that's shit a problematic about me. I know that that's a problematic. That's the mo- whole point. Me- like method. Like for me to We've be been conditioned. That Look way. at this fucking but magazine. It also yes. is. Re- it, it also is. I am a product of these magazines I used that's to read. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like how much of it actually is my Which fault. I can relate I because know. when you see a woman with short shorts and you like cover it up, well, that's your reaction. My reaction to when a woman deletes a bunch of emails is lock her up. <laughs> oh my god. Lock her up. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> uh, in clo- uh, that's a lot. We'll obviously talk about this a bunch more. Did you have something you want to say? I did have something I to say. Closing. I think like my uh, my piece of advice that I think will will, uh, will be good for everyone is that if you see that you're being judgmental about a woman's sexuality as one example of something you might be judgmental about, just stop. Or anyone's. Just stop. Yeah, exactly. Just mm-hmm. stop and hear yourself and question why you might be saying exactly. that. Exactly. And that'll help you break down why you're saying it and it'll help you get to a place where you stop. Tell yourself yep. too that there's like there's things in life that you don't have any fucking control over and it's not yours and it's not your fucking choice. So Mind your own business. To bring it all back around uh, uh, to give him the last word Ennis Cosby rest in peace poor kid. Yeah. Uh, he said I wouldn't care what my friends thought as long as I loved her which oh, was reflected just... by some American philosophers who I believe said I don't care who you are what you did where you're from <laughs> as long as you love me all the loneliness has always been a friend of mine I'm leaving my life in your hand people say
so in these YM issues, there's a pretty much a monthly column entitled You and Him. Um, and in this issue, the particular article is entitled How to Deal with Loser Boyfriend Gifts. <laughs> Why picking out presents for a girlfriend sends the male mind into a frenzy and how to deal with the sometimes frightening consequences. I thought it was about how to get your boyfriend a gift because he's a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> the best gift I ever gave a girlfriend was my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Because that's only yours, James, and only you can give it away. So what are some of the gifts that they... Is there any, like, gift... Uh, gif. Gifts? Gifts? Oh, here's one. Here's an example. A New York Giants key ring for your birthday. Bruh. Totally that he got free at fucking keychain day. <laughs> uh, so what the fuck is keychain day? It's dude? when you go to the game and the first uh, 20,000 fans get a free New York bra, Giants keychain, bruh. There's a really, there's a, so they give different um, examples of like loser boyfriends and the gifts they give. So you've got Mr. Fantasy, you've got Stuck in the Past Boy. You've got the toy boy, the mother knows best boy, which weirded me out. But there's one called... He gave the her a, a car vacuum. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they've got one that's particularly like... Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. There's the... Uh, so they do one that's called the total tightwad, which is a guy who just breaks into a sweat when he has to spend over like a buck 25. <laughs> but then they go into like the big spender, who's also problematic. And if only because it leads with, of course, the guy who thinks he's Donald Trump can be trouble <laughs> too. <laughs> the two of you have set a set price limit on what to spend on each other. You stick to it and he doesn't. I fucking hate that. I, I hate it. No one ever sticks to the price limit though. They always go over. I go under. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely try to go i have like a mark and then like whatever whatever i don't spend on the other person i just spend on myself <laughs> i think if you keep it in and around like you know the, the amount then i'm fine with it but if you like double or triple it yeah, I'm yeah like that's very pissed yeah. off yeah you but feel inadequate also yeah. the most impersonal gifts are like electronics unless yeah. it's something you like i mean it like getting them a new phone or like that's what people get like i saw this ad for gifts and it's all this like consumer electronics like there's no a sentimental tablet or something yeah. it's like i'm an adult i can buy myself stuff yeah i don't need you to buy me this just like consumer good yeah uh not me buy me a tv someone <laughs> buy me a tv <laughs> except for the time andrew bought me a playstation 4 because i would never buy that for myself because it's too much money it was 500 dollars. back in my baller days well i've got a story <laughs> <laughs> It was a Christmas. I went to my boyfriend's place, at his, his mother's place. And by the way, as an aside, it was already weird because it turns out <laughs> he shows me his uh, a collection of pictures of his grandmother's quilts and they've all got swastikas on it. And let <laughs> me tell you. Oh my God. That was problematic alone. And then we're moving on. What? His grandmother sewed, like knit them into the quilts? Well, there's lots of Germans. Hey, sorry. Can I first be introduced to who this new person who's <laughs> walking through so is? I forgot to fucking introduce <laughs> fucking <laughs> auntie fucking What's your name? Um, my name is Spumanti. Auntie Spumanti. <laughs> and I'm here to tell a tale. I wish you could record my face every time one of you breaks into a character. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, it's Christmas, and I'm sitting down in front of his family, and he gives me this box, and I unwrap it, and <laughs> out I pull, you're not going to believe it, a fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking lie. How long were you dating for? We had been dating for, I don't know, a year or so. And I pulled it out and I go, oh. <laughs> because never in my life have I ever thought to myself, am I going to ever wear a fur coat? Because the answer probably was always going to be, and now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he gives me a fur coat and I'm like, um, 
thanks. And he was like, I got it on sale at Holt Renfrew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even on sale. Something still that every woman loves to hear. <laughs> like, what year is this? This I isn't fucking The Godfather yeah. 8. <laughs> it's like, like Goodfellas it's gift. It's not yet. It's a Goodfellas gift. And let me get, like, I was not a Goodfellas gift. I got lady, it dude. off the truck and I got it on <laughs> yeah, sale. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I didn't want a fucking uh, uh, Do you still have coat? the fur coat? No, I actually gave it away. There was a friend that I was having a, um, a fundraiser for breast cancer and I said get this fucking coat out of my closet you can have it for free as long as the money goes to a good cause <laughs> that's excellent I love because I love that like right now Lauren's wearing a fur coat and drinking spumante it's, it's not Lauren it's anti-spumante on the opposite end of that I once had a guy that I was dating for probably around three months and it was right before Christmas and he gave me a Cineplex gift card with $13 on it <laughs> I thought you were gonna <laughs> It wasn't even enough money for us to go to the movies. A Cinnabon gift card. <laughs> Here, guys, guys, I'm going to tell you a great gift to give a girl. If you're a little bit under budget, like sometimes, you know, sometimes I, I've been known to be not right now because I'm balling like fuck. But anyways, uh, okay, this is what you do. You give the girl, you make up a, a kind of like a coupon booklet. But oh instead of Cineplex Odeon, it's like, here's one coupon. Now you can give me a blowjob anytime you want. <laughs> and I won't call anytime. you a slut. That's anytime. funny. Because every year I give the gift of the same gift, which is multiple oh. orgasms. <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> I always give that great gift every year of multiple. Oh. I mean, it's every day of the year I give multiple oh. orgasms I'm rolling to my eyes women. so hard I'm going to throw up. <laughs> So there's also um, on in this article, there's a section called Should You Dump Him or Deal? And it's advice from celebrities on coping with loser gifts. And my eternal, my eternal like love and devotion goes out to Stacy Keenan from Step by Step, whose answer was, I don't know, I've been getting loser gifts forever. (laughs) (laughs) In kindergarten, I had a huge crush on this kid who gave me a ring. I was so excited. It turned out it was from his mom's jewelry box, and I had to return it the next day. <laughs> Bruh. Dude, that it's honestly, the thought that I counts. Would, also, would, she's so just... Kill my kid if you did that. She's <laughs> so just, like, unhooked from giving a fuck. She's just so, like, it's just wonderful. I want to take that response and keep it in my pocket. I, I give women a ring gift, a vibrating ring that gives them multiple... <laughs> For the record, James has never even had sex. <laughs> Auntie Spumanti approved. Getting those multiple orgasms. How many times have Auntie episode? Spumanti's voice? Oh, I'll tell you what I did. Remember, I've, I've given I've given tens of women millions of orgasms every day. You do it every episode. I also, you know what else? I, I don't do, know what it says about me that it's becoming endearing. Whenever I do it, the women have multiple oh. orgasms. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? There goes the last lingering thread of my heterosexuality. The moment you've all been waiting for, my segment. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I know I've been waiting I'm on the edge for of it. my seat. We got a, uh, a story here. It's going to knock your socks off. <laughs> it's called, I was sucked into a cult. 
Hungry for love and acceptance, Rebecca and her family were lured into a mind-altering cult that took control of their lives. Here's Rebecca's story of how her and her family escaped before it was too late. Listen, this article shook us, and it shook me especially hard. It had twists and turns equivalent to The Shining. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a short summary of what happened in classic cult fashion. Broken family. New stepfather Bill enters the picture. Family moves a lot because of Bill's job. Connections are difficult. They join a church. They get recruited. They have to recruit others. There's standard cult mind-fucking. The point of no return. An incident occurs. (laughs) They see the light, and they leave the cult. The incident is where shit gets really fucked up for me and my interpretation of what happens because secrets are revealed regarding sexual abuse in Rebecca's family by her stepfather, Bill, and the mom wants to handle it herself with counseling. The cult finds out, humiliates Bill in front of the other cult members, and calls the authorities. And it's their revelation of abuse and how the cult handles it that seems to spark the fire under her mom's butt to leave the cult. Yeah. In the end, we learn that her mother, one, believed Bill didn't deserve to be humiliated. Oh, hell no! And two, continues to see Bill. Hell no! No, no, no! Okay? And this is the most fucked up part of the story for me because thank God the cult was there to call for help. Your daughters are being sexually abused and you want to go to couples counseling? So despite the cult's controlling tendencies, bullying, financial and emotional extortion, if it were not for the cult's quick action on this incident, could have been swept under the rug. And because of this, in the end, I have given the story a four out of five and I'm strongly repping hashtag team cult for this segment, discuss. (laughs) (laughs) You glossed over a lot. Oh, no. All right, bye. That's the end of the segment. <laughs> really, what I got out of it was, I don't know. Bill must have been such had such great, you know, forgiving, redeeming qualities for him. It's, for, the, for the lady. To all right, love can him we go back through all of it? So they join this, uh, this, fun, this, this small uh, fundamentalist Christian church, which uh, their rules are like you have to be. You only talk to the people in the church. Uh, people outside of the church are probably like not adhering to like their level. Like she calls going it to a, hell. They're she sinners. calls it a cult. This just sounds like a standard like church. fundamentalist church. Like they're just like I mean, sounds they, like Scientology. They, they're maybe. all cults, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all cults. The title shouldn't be "I joined a cult." The title should be "I joined a church." Exactly. <laughs> The cult in this article is the Boston Movement, which is an offshoot of the International Churches of Christ. And back way back in the day, um, the Cult Awareness Network labeled C-A-N? them. <laughs> the Cult Awareness Network, what's actually called, um, basically labeled this particular uh, church as a cult. And then the new the Cult Awareness Network went bankrupt and then was bought by a group of private donors, I guess, Cultists. and was labeled the New Cult Awareness Network. <gasps> that sounds like a cult! And, 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 and yeah, NCAN. And guess who bought the fucking Awareness Network? Bill! The Church of Scientology. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! I think it's a privilege to call yourself a Scientologist, and it's something that you have to earn. A Scientologist can be defined by a single question. 
Would you want others to achieve the knowledge you now have? In answering that question, Tom Cruise has introduced LOH technology to over one billion people of Earth. And that's only the first wave he's unleashed, which is why the story of Tom Cruise, Scientologist, has only just begun. Yeah. Oh my no, god. No, the Church of Scientology. Oh my god. So now so now whenever it's you controlled. call, now whenever you call to find out about cults, you're probably talking to a Scientologist who's Holy a giant shit. cult apologist. Oh. A cult apologist. Scientologist cult apologist? <laughs> Say that button, that's what I asked. <laughs> Scientologist cult apologist. 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 So I, my very first note when I was like doing research on what I wanted to talk about this was the title, which was I was sucked into a cult and right underneath it, I love cults. So (laughs) I am very excited to talk about this. I'm super, super jazzed. The title of my article is I was sucked into multiple (laughs) orgasms. I already knew that was going to be bad. My auntie went to a cult and all I got was this fucking shitty white Remember when you were in a cult? I do. Remember when you were in a cult? <laughs> I wasn't in a cult. I went to a fucking meditation retreat. Sounds like something a cult person and would Rowie's say. And Rowie's cult only led him to the singular orgasm. <laughs> My cult leads you to multiple oh. orgasms. <laughs> Wait, we're going back. If you haven't listened to that episode, Rowie, can you describe your oh, cult experience? Single orgasms short. getting you down? Please, <laughs> Marilyn Mansplain has all the answers that you're looking Rowie for. Rowie went to a meditation retreat, had an orgasm, and he was dressed all in white and was... Thinking about having sex with some woman near behind a white, white picket, fence. White <laughs> picket <laughs> fence, and it was a cult because all he had to do was clean up she the had cult a nice front yard, actually, and then everyone got to eat for free, and that's a cult. <laughs> that's a summary. How God much jizz did you have to clean up when you were cleaning up this cult? <laughs> it's true, we never asked what you were cleaning. Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen these nuts? What do you think comes out of it? Like a couple drops? We got a whole fucking. What ordeal. were you cleaning? Snacks? What do you mean? Was there when you had to clean there one? at the cult? Yeah, it was just like sweeping up and shit like that. You know what I mean? Interesting. Cleaning up. <laughs> All right. Doing God's they work. Start, you know. They start yet. Yeah, the Doing bottom. God's <laughs> work. <laughs> I was rolling little toilet papers into a ball and sticking them together. Oh, my God. Did you know that all toilet rolls are made at cults? <laughs> <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Um, so I think it's really interesting that this particular issue had a segment or um, an article about cults because 1993 is the same year of the Waco siege oh, on yeah. the Branch Davidians. My favorite siege. Yeah. Better than the flesh of David Koresh. Yep. This actually, uh, speaking of, hey, you're Timothy McOyve, and he was inspired, I guess you could Oy. say, quote unquote, by how... Waco was handled. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm David Koresh. And what I need for you is to believe. <laughs> Have you seen the, the Waco show? That's my it's, impression. It's a, good, uh, it's a pretty good impression. David Koresh. Oh, no. Oh, I have oh, Excellent. Oh, you should watch that show. Kieran Culkin's in it. Oh, I love Kieran Culkin. Cult. He's my favorite Culkin. Culkin. He's my favorite Culkin. Oh, by the way, by the way, we glossed over this real quickly, but what Bill did. I don't think lap. we need to talk about what Bill did. Yeah. And yeah. I don't mean to stop you, but I think it's irrelevant, and I think it's it's like yeah. unnecessary. To also, ninety three, Bill did not have sexual relations <laughs> with those women. Oh my god! Ah. Legit, bro, legit. The part of 
about cults and I guess religion in general um, is my fascination with the psychology behind the mental and emotional breakdown and grooming of a person so that they truly believe insane ideas mm-hmm. and, sa- and insane stories. I'm fascinated by how that happens. Like In Charles Manson's case, LSD had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Just for the record, uh, Rebecca's mother was not groomed. She actually thought couples counseling would be the best way to handle the fact that her daughters were sexually abused. Yeah. yeah. By a pedophile. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the I hear cult, what you're saying, D. The cult tried to separate them. It's the like, cult did oh, the no. right thing. It's like, yeah, good job, cult. But Maybe you should true. be there to be like, yeah, this guy's fucked. We're going to the authorities. But like, oh, my God, it's a cult. Won't even let me stay with my if, abusive husband. If you could join any cult, what cult would you join? Jim Jones. Delicious drinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think it'd be the Manson family just because I like sure. do Manson a lot of family. LSD. I like the fashion. You do tons of LSD, and it's like the free love era. It'd be amazing. I'm also really kind of fascinated by how religion sort of um, preys on vulnerable people in like new communities. And I don't even really, I shouldn't say preys on vulnerable vulnerable people, but like sometimes religion is like, I don't want to shit all over it, but like sometimes religion actually provides a community that is like healthy and provides comfort. And I don't want to like, you know, and mm-hmm. help and, you know, like a sense of belonging. And I don't want to shit on that. Fine line between slut and sexy. And sexy. There's when it comes to religion. <laughs> yeah, it's like sometimes, sometimes it yeah, works out. You don't out. want God to bone you right up the ass. What's the difference between a sexy religion and a slutty religion? <laughs> Sister wives. I'm <laughs> <laughs> dead. Shut up, this song is my jam. (laughs) (laughs) That's what women sound like when James gives them multiple orgasms. All right, guys. I fucking uh, love that song. <laughs> you get an orgasm. You get an orgasm. For anybody that's interested, orgasm. that was in sync. <laughs> uh, all right. We just did a quite a uh, segment about cults. And now, just for uh, the definition of a cult is, it can be broadly defined as a great devotion to a person or idea, as well as persons united by devotion or allegiance to an artistic or intellectual movement or Figure. I second that devotion. <laughs> Just think of something that maybe consumes your life that is Weed. a small group of people dedicated to something they're working towards. Masturbation. Via blind obedience. That just keeps consuming your life. And I'm going to ask Lauren, oh give her a quiz to ask if she happens to be in a cult. Doo, doo. Question number one. Have you noticed that the group's ideas have filtered <laughs> into all areas of your life Work, social, personal life. So for the record, uh, one, the answer is yes. Two, I'm going to be taking the rest of this cult quiz uh, looking at Girly Mag <laughs> and how it's affected me personally. <laughs> the answer is yes. Doi, <laughs> have your friends or family commented that you have changed? <laughs> yes. Have you noticed that you spend less and less time with your family or other friends and more and more time with the group? <laughs> yep. 
Do you find it boring or awkward spending time with people outside the group because they seem boring or they don't understand the language of the group? You mean those losers? (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be a yeah for me. I'm also also bored by hanging out with the group. (laughs) Do you believe that outsiders are not on the same level as you or other group members? James is in a cult for sure. (laughs) (laughs) The reason that I'm going to say no is because I think some people, some members of the group, have ideas that do not belong in the group. (laughs) (laughs) Do you consider that the group's ideas and beliefs are the way forward in sorting out the problems of the world? I do. I I actually truly do. Some group members. (laughs) Uh, Have you thought that if only everyone knew this stuff, the world would be a different place? That's going to be tough for me, dog. And I'm going to say because... I'm the world's got to listen. I'm going to say no because I think that I even I think that my ideas are progressive. I am not somebody that should be telling people what to do in this day and age. <laughs> so I'm going to say no. Especially in this state of mind. <laughs> Anti-spumanti. <laughs> Has someone close to you told you that they think you're in a cult? <laughs> <laughs> Dee just spit out her mimosa. The answer is no. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> when you ask yourself, am I in a cult? You think straight away, of course not. I would never join a cult. I mean, wouldn't that be both? First of all, that's weird. This sounds like a multiple choice, but there's only one option. <laughs> the answer is, yeah, I would say I would never join a cult, but the reality is, if I think about leaving you guys, I get very concerned about what you'd think and what the what the res, <laughs> what the re- response would be from the public. <laughs> I'm feeling pressured. <laughs> what did you say? It sounded like a multiple what? A multiple choice. Multiple choice. If someone criticizes the group or the principles, oh, they're fucked. Do you have to explain <laughs> why they're wrong? a hundred percent. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, I don't listen to podcasts. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Maybe you have to explain to the police why we've been missing for fucking five years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my cats are in there. <laughs> Do you find yourself recommending the group's activities or principles for many different yes. types of problems? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Impotent? Listen to my podcast. <laughs> Can't have multiple orgasms? Fuck James. <laughs> Do you sometimes feel you know more than outsiders about life, about people? About <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, but what does that have to do with anything? That oh, my is God. Just, that's Question 13 with a bullet. <laughs> have people said that you are pushy or obsessive about the group? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uber drivers frequently when all me and Andrew do oh is talk God. about, one, how great their Camry is, and two, we talk about our Check plans. Check our podcast. Check my <laughs> podcast feature out. Yes, the answer is yes. Is there a strong urgency to explain the benefits of the group and its activities to those who are critical? A hundred percent, yes. I don't know if anyone's critical. Uh, people shit. are critical. I don't Everyone's really know critical. what you're doing with this podcast business, <laughs> Auntie Spumante. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm trying to get more Spumante. Uh, <laughs> here's critical. Uh, so you guys making any money at this? <laughs> Not yet, but if Camry fucking dries up, <laughs> I'll be happy to give the driver Cut a, a check, Toyota. Handy blowy. And Hashtag finally... Ad. 
Do you ever feel bad or guilty for beha- for not behaving as the group says you should? A hundred percent no, dude. I feel bad all the I was like, what would they think of this thing I just did if I told them about it? But that's because you have a low self-esteem that has nothing to do with the group. Clearly you really think about our thoughts before you open your mouth. <laughs> Roy for the win. James, you're primed for a fucking Test cult. results, I'm in a cult. I'm in you're a, cult? a burner. You've come far and deep, my friend. <laughs> I do not now. understand this. What is that? I'm looking at the word burner. Burner is a person that goes to Burning Man. Yeah. Am I in a cult? You're a burner. You've uh, come far and deep, my friend. You have 12 points, 15 questions. You are 20% pure. <laughs> pure according to You're 20% who? here and 80% in the, the cult. The average of surfers were 40% what? pure. <laughs> What the fuck does that what? mean? I'm looking up the word burner on Urban Dictionary. It means you're fucking the Branch Davidian. Is it possible that those. these answers? Oh, no. It says I'm a cell phone typically used by drug dealers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Burner definitely means burning man. Yeah. <laughs> a burner person. It's the common term people use to identify their kinship with Burning Man culture and or community. Being culture. a burner is more than attending an event. It's a way of being in the world. There are a myriad of ways to connect with other burners around the world throughout the year, <laughs> whether in person or online. Okay, so people who consider themselves Burning Man are in a fucking cult. So that's a cult. And you're Ab- in a cult. Congratulations, you're in a cult. You are in a cult. What do people... What, I, I have a question. Yay! What do people... <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> what do the burners call Burning Man? Like when when you're a burner, home. the man. They do like, call it home. Yo, are you going to blah 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 next year? The playa. Branch Davidian. Man, there's no way they, they just say, say the playa. Man. They, they say the playa. They must have a nickname. Waco was the original I'm from Burning Reno. Man. They say the playa. <laughs> the playa. Oh my god! Did you hear that? <laughs> All right, so All you're right, in a cult. That's good. One of us. 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 Paul, quickly, a little dialing music. Do you mind? Do you have some dialing music? Quickly. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you very much for the dialing music, Paul. Hi, you've reached the new Cult Awareness Cult Network. If you'd like to speak with a cult, press 1 for Scientology. For Scientology, press 2. <laughs> press 3 for Scientology. <laughs> and for 4, Scientology again. Does <laughs> that <laughs> <Sound> work? <laughs> Press five for Auntie Spumanti. <laughs> oh yeah, if you want to speak to me, Auntie Spumanti, press five. <laughs> press six for the cult of multiple oh, organs. I got fucking Auntie Spumanti. I got fucking thetans all over me, bro. I keep fucking, the only thing that'll help is cheap champagne. Hook me up. Oh God, I love cheap champagne. Press five. <laughs> you can check us out on Instagram at girly.mags. Twitter, girly underscore mags, or email us, girlymags at buns, B-U-N-Z, or Z for you Americans out there. Just send Prusky nudes directly. And we're back, guys. We're back. New episode. We, guess what? You didn't just, we weren't faking this up. We are indeed back. You're not, you'll <laughs> never be alone again if you join girly mags, join our mailing list, join, join our, our cult. <laughs> email us and tell us all about the cults you're in. Yeah, tell us your embarrassing story. Send us your teen pics. Clean teen pics. And if you have any cult stories, bye guys, love you. Bye! Bye! One of us, join us. <laughs>